Welcome to the Open Door Podcast. I'm your host, the Reverend Raymond Baker. I look forward to sharing this word with you and your family. I hope it brings you encouragement and that you enjoy each lesson. Is the, word. Who is the word and I give you the praise the honor and the glory in Jesus name amen amen well tonight we're going to continue on looking at Jesus let's open up our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3 we're going to begin at verse 14 amen 14 through 9 14 through 20 amen we're going to look at the love of Christ. So you got to know whose love you have in you. You have to be confident of what you have in you. Amen. 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 If, if not, I'm, I'm going to keep on begging you. All right. 314. The word of God says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us you might be seated amen see we're getting ready to look at something here today about yourself amen? amen you're going to look at yourself in a way perhaps that you have not looked at yourself before let's look at this word of god let's look at verse 17 no let's look at verse 16 first the word says that he would grant you he would grant to you according to the riches of his glory that's god speaking Amen. Amen. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. See, this is what God wants to do with you in your inner man. You hear what he just said about you? How he wants you to be strengthened? Amen. He wants you to have the living Bible says that out of his glorious unlimited resources, he will give you the mighty inner strength of his Holy Spirit. That's what God wants to do for you. He's going to give you his mighty inner strength. He's giving it to you. Matter of fact, he has given it to you. It is past tense. See, you have it. Amen. You already possess it. Now you have to use it. Amen. You've got to use what he has given you. All right. He says, in verse 17, 
that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. See what he gives you the inner strength for in your spirit? Strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man that Christ may dwell in you. Amen. That's what keeps Christ dwelling in you. In your inner spirit is his word in you, working in you, applied, first applied to you by his Holy Spirit. And then it can begin to work in you. Amen. 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 All right. That you being rooted and grounded in love. See what you get rooted and grounded in is love. Now, it's, it's love for the Lord, first of all, and love for one another after that. Amen? Amen? See, when you speak about the Lord, you will be confident that you do love him because he's doing so much for you. See, but it's just like anything else. Sometimes we get to going along and God gets to blessing us and we don't think it's quite enough, but we don't really know how much he's really done until he takes something away. <laughs> Until he takes his inner strength away or or unless he sends a, a trial that can be so overwhelming. And all you have is left to turn to him. Then you begin to realize, wait a minute, I've got to call on some inner strength. I've got to call on something that I can't buy. I can't consume. Hmm? I can't just go get. I got I've got to get this through my inner strength. Amen. Strengthened by the might of his spirit. Amen. In your inner man. That's what you're going to go after. That you being rooted and grounded in love. So you got to have love in you. You've got to have love in you. You know what? And love is so powerful. Amen. Love is, is powerful because it's of God. That's what's in your inter, inner man is his love. Now, without his love being in you, guess what? You can't do anything. You might be right for a minute and you might call it love, but it won't last. His last, his, his, his love believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. His love never fails. <laughs> Amen. That's the kind of love I'm talking about. I'm not talking about man's love. I'm talking about God's love. That's how Christ loves you. Amen. He believes all things. He hopes all things. He endures all things. His love never fails. You try to run on your, your own version of love, it'll quit on you. Amen. You could get down the road with somebody 10, 15, 20 years and your love will quit on them if you don't have the right relationship with God. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, if your life, if you, are, if you are a married couple and your life is not based on the solid rock, you could get way down the road and it will quit. Love, world love will quit on you. It say, I can't endure anymore. Amen. But see, the love of Christ endures forever. It's just like his mercy. It endureth forever. Amen. Now he gives us a man. Good God Almighty, brother. You said it. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. For you being rooted and grounded. See, he, he sets you in it. 
He roots you in it and grounds you in it. Now all you got to do is feed it. It'll get better and better. It will guaranteed it will get better and better if you keep feeding it by his word. But he gives it to you for the purpose in verse 18. Amen. Amen. That you may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depths, and the heights of his love. Now that's big. <laughs> that's big. Matter of fact, that's, that's universal, if you will. To understand, to comprehend, if you can imagine how big the universe is, the length, the depths, the breadth, <laughs> the heights, amen, that's everything. That encompasses every dimensional measurement that you can make, amen, in a quantitative sense. When you try to comprehend it, that's how big God's love is and is greater. Because he says in the, in the, in the following verses that it ex, it's exceeding abundantly. See, you can't even comprehend how much God loves you. Amen? God loves you. Amen? God loves you. You know what? It's, it's an amazing thing. Our children display to us God's love. Do you realize that? And sometimes we just put them off because we don't want to be bothered with them. But they display God's love. I don't care how bad things get. Especially when it comes to a mama. I'm going to tell you, children and, and, and their mothers have a bond that's, that's powerful. I don't care. You can have all kind of mess going on at home. Mama can leave them with somebody else. And when she shows back up on the scene, them babies want to see mama. Their hearts are turned towards mama. It's powerful. It's powerful. They don't care what she did, how long she's been gone. They still look for mama. You know what? They got some folks that can be adults. They've been missing their mother all their lives. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Get up to be 20 or 30 years old. And here comes mama. Oh, Jesus, the power of that love. Christ's love. The love of Christ exceeds that. Now, children have that, see. It never leaves them. But see, Christ has a love that he has deposited in you that even exceeds that. Amen? Now, he says he wants you to be able to comprehend with all saints. Now, why does he choose us out as the example? Because guess what we're supposed to do? Love one another. That's the kind of love that we're supposed to have for each other. That's the kind of love that we have to have for each other. That's the kind of love I try to encourage that we have here. Not just the filio love or the Philadelphia love, as one would call it. Filio, that's brotherly love. We do because some of us are more closely related than others. But see, our love is to exceed that of the family. We're talking about the love of Jesus. Amen. It doesn't it doesn't end where my family ends in the church. We are the family. 
Now note what the Lord said. Amen. He says, <laughs> he says in verse 15, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. Now he's talking about all of us saints. Amen. Amen. I, you might be a new family member. I just met you. You, you, you couldn't. They just come from wherever you come from. And this is our first time meeting. But we have a love that exceeds what everybody else has. Amen. An outsider or one who is not from the kingdom of God. We don't have that same kind of. We have the filial love. Brotherly love for people. But our love, the love of Christ, amen, exceeds everything. I'm going someplace with all this because there's so much tied up in what God has, has deposited in me to give to you all. See, I have to watch and see the change that comes about when the enemy tries to come in here. Amen. And he is. He's trying to change people's hearts. He's trying to, he'll try to steal your faith away. Amen? Amen? And he'll do it so subtly. I have to watch every little detail of this ministry to see what's going on, to gauge where it's at. When you pick up in one area, sometimes you'll drop off in another. Amen? Amen. See, we have to keep a balance of the love of Christ in here. We have to stay full we have to have the fullness of him. Amen. Verse 19 says, and to know the love of Christ. See, this is what we're learning is how to know and recognize the love of Christ. Amen. You always ask questions. That's wonderful because you always ask questions. If you don't understand something or you misunderstand, you ask a question and that's good. Pastor, why is this or what is that? See, we've got to get this love and keep this love. Because we have to know the love of Christ. Look what it does. It passes knowledge. In other words, you can study this word year after year after year after year, and you all are good students. And, you, and down the road, you will become, believe in God, believe this, you'll become just as fluent in the word as I am. Matter of fact, you'll probably, some of you will probably exceed me, amen, as you grow. You really will. Amen. In various ways. But he says his love exceeds all that knowledge that you can acquire. His love does. You can't measure his love. Isn't that something? Amen. His, his, his love passeth knowledge. And the reason that it passes knowledge, because it would be limited to what you knew. If you limited it to just his knowledge or to the knowledge that you could acquire. Amen. Amen. Do you see that? Do you understand that? See, his love passes your knowledge. It has to. Amen. Because if it was limited by your knowledge, guess what? We may not have very much love here. Amen. So he says he does it. That it passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. He's filling your spirit with his love. Amen. Now, now he's going to try your love. He's going to test your love. He's going to see whether you he's going to see whether you love pastor or not. Amen. Jesus already knows. 
he gave us an example. He, when he talked with the Pharisees, he said, not every one of y'all to say to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the reason why is that you don't really love me. You just say you do because you know that's the right thing to do. That's the religious thing to do. To say, yes, I'm part of that love. But see, your love has to be real. It has to be real in you. So we have to give God the credit as in verse 20. Look what he says. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. See, he's waiting. He's waiting. He wants to exceed abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You've been, you all been asking for some things. He wants to exceed that. He wants to exceed that. But I'm going to tell you what. Obedience precedes that. Obedience precedes that blessing. Amen? I'm telling you. Obedience precedes the blessing. I've, ta I've taught you all that. See, you got to get, get this thing perfected. You got you to gotta be willing to beat the pastor here if you can. Amen? You got to beat the deacons here. You need to be standing by the door waiting on the deacons to get here to unlock the door. Where have you been, deacon? I've been, I've been here waiting. I'm ready to get in here to get this word today. I'm ready to get in here and praise God. That's how your love has to be for the Lord. It really does. I mean, believe me, my home church, there are people who are just like that. They would come and be beating on the door. We would already be there. The pastor and I, maybe one or two of the other ministers, not even all the ministers would come, but we come to early morning prayer. And we get there, five or six, five, six, six, I think five, five or six, I'm not sure which one of the two, but we'd all, we'd be there. And all those people, they would come early, boy, if those doors were not unlocked, they would be boom, 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 they want to get in. They are eager to come. Boy, they catch cabs. They would do whatever they needed to do to get to the love of Christ. Because that's what drives them. Because they know that the Lord is going to bless them exceeding abundantly above all that they could ask or think. But it's according to the power that worketh in us. It's according to the power that works in you. So you've got to let your power work. Now, his word just told you he put the power in you. You won't feel it. You just have to know by his word that it's in you. Okay? Young people hear me. Young adults. You don't feel his power. You know that you have it by his word. See, most things that you get from God comes from knowing, knowing this, knowing his word. Now, he said it. He says, I will exceed. I will bless you exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. You said, but I haven't got it yet, pastor. Why not? It's according to the power that worketh within you. What is the power? The gospel is the power of God. Amen? Amen? Is that not what the scriptures say? 
Do, do I need to show you that one? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to them who believe. So all you got to do is come and get what? The power so that it and believe so it will work in you. And it will exceed <laughs> what you're looking for. But it's according to the power that works within you. If you don't come and get the power, then he can't work in you. I got to hit the road. Now, I could have left the, the, the tank on empty. But I'm not going to get up the road 88 or 90 miles and get back on the empty tank, am I? <laughs> the car will run, but it will not run without the fuel in it. So in order for me to get from God what he has for me, because Christ's love is in me, and the Father loves his Son who is in you, he says, I will bless you. Yeah, in your mess. I will bless you exceeding abundantly. But it's going to be according to what's in you. Amen? See, that's why I say get here. Even if you just get here, I'm going to tell you what, because the word is quick and powerful. I told you. See, the word is working whether you think it's working or not. You'd be surprised at what's sitting here acting like you're not getting anything, acting like you're not hearing anything. You will be surprised at what the word will do to you. If you jump in the swimming pool, will you stay dry? You got to get wet, don't you? So when you come into the church where the word is being preached and taught to you, you got to get some of it. Amen. Amen. You've got to get it. Amen. <laughs> but it's going to be according to the power that works in us. And if I don't have any power working in me, you won't have any working in you. Amen. Now, I'm giving you the power right now that's necessary for you to get. Because now the Lord just clarified the love of Christ in you. He said, now, this is what you should do. Bow your knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That's what you should do. Because when you begin to ask, he will exceed abundantly when you ask. Let's go to 1 John, excuse me, John chapter 1. The Gospel of John chapter 1. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John chapter 1. Amen. Let's go to uh, verse 16. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's look at verse 15. The word of God says, John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. Amen. Amen. And of his fullness have all we received. And grace for grace. Now see what happened? Who received the fullness? He says all, didn't he? We received. Now here we're using the example of John. I'm just like John. I'm one crying in the wilderness. Come out and hear the word. 
Saints of Open Door Christian Church, come out and hear the word. God has some blessings for you. And the more of this word you get into you, the more powerful you're going to be. It's going to exceed abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You're not going to get it your way. Working four jobs won't get it. Selling all of your worldly goods won't get it. Doing everything you know how to do won't get it. The only way you're going to get it is by the word of God. That's what John was saying. Amen. I gave you a modern updated version of it. That's what he was crying about in the wilderness. Amen. Now, the one I'm crying about to this church is preferred before me. Amen. That's what he's saying. He that cometh after me. In other words, when I minister to you this word, what God is going to send after me to you, his power is what you prefer. Because that's what's going to get in you and exceed abundantly. Oh, have mercy. I hope you all hear me tonight, children. Amen. Amen. This is how you get your blessings. It's just this simple. He said, and of his fullness have all we received. See, we've already received from him. He says, and grace for grace. He said, it just keeps coming. Grace is unmerited. You didn't have to earn it. Amen. All you have to do is sit and receive it. As many as received him, the word says, to him gave he power to become the sons of God as many as received him to them gave he power to become so he gives you the power to become what you want to become hmm? if you receive him amen hallelujah I hope you are hearing me tonight <laughs> oh God is good Amen. He's a good God. Y'all better listen attentively and just respond to him. Amen. Let's let's back up there. Verse 12. Let's read that one one more time together. Amen. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Amen. See what he does. He gives you the power. If you just believe him. Come to him. The love of Christ is so great that if you just receive him, he gives to you everything that you need. Amen. But the only way that it is going to manifest itself. Here it goes. Natural. I'm going to have. Several variety of seeds here at the next service. And I'm going to give each and every one of you a packet of seeds and I'm going to tell you to take them home and put them in a pot. A large pot. I'm going to describe and tell you the size that I want it to be. And I'm going to tell you at what interval you must water those seeds because you're going to be blessed with what comes up. You hear me? 
then you'll expect something to come up, won't you? You know that in every seed, amen, it's going to bring forth that of its own kind, right? If I give you corn, if I give you wheat, if I give you greens, if I give you carrots, whatever it is you take, it's going to come up of its own kind. Well, guess what happens when you sow spiritual seed in you? This word is seed. Amen. When this word is sowed in you and you keep coming back because you got to come here to get watered. Amen. That's what the word said. Apollos planted. Paul watered. And God gives the increase. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you all see what God is trying to tell us here about his love? Having the love of Christ, he will take and multiply your blessings. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 6. Ephesians 1. First chapter. Go down to verse 6. The word of God says, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Amen. We just talked about grace, that unmerited favor, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Amen. He's already made you accepted into his love. He's already accepted you into his love. It does not matter what you've been doing. Amen. I'm trying to get you corrected by his word so that you can get those blessings that exceed abundantly. That's what Christ's love will do in your life. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. See what you get? Immediately. He starts forgiving your sins according to the riches of his grace. See, it's according to unmerited favor. You can't earn your way. You have to serve him. You have to believe him. Wherein he hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence. In other words, he has exceeded abundantly. He says here, he has abounded towards us in wisdom, in all wisdom and prudence. This is what he's already put in you. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure, which he has purpose in himself. See, he's working in you right now. Amen. And he's showing you his mysteries of his will. And he's giving it to you according to his good pleasure. That he purposed in himself. See, he set a purpose in himself for you. Let me tell you all something. Let me give you all a little secret. You all don't really know how far ahead in your walk you are than just average Christian folks. You really don't. You really don't know how to measure. But the, you know what? I thought in my own mind, I said, I'm going to tell them for the next couple weeks, y'all Sundays, y'all go someplace else. We're not going to have service. You go sit up in somebody else's service and see what you get. Okay. Matter of fact, I'm going to assign you where you need to go. Amen. And I'm going to tell you to go over there and you better be there because I'm going to stand. I'm going to sit outside in the car and you better be there and better be on time. 
And I want you to go in there and sit and listen and see just what's going on in there. See if any of the mysteries of God are revealed. You don't even think you know the mysteries of God, but you know what you do. You know, you all have so much word in you and you understand so much word even right now. You ain't been here, but I don't know how many months. You got more word in you than some folks have been sitting up for 10 or 15 years. I'm telling you right now. Right now. I'm telling you. That's what you all have in you. Because you'll get someplace, you'll get around some other folks. You say, wait a minute, that's not right. That's not right. That, that's not what... That's not what pastor said. Now you're going to get in there and look at teacher. Well, was the pastor right? Or is he, or is they, are they right? Mm -mm. See, the reason I'd say let's go here, like I told you, so you can see it for yourself. See, that what you have seen with your own eyes. That's what you have heard with your own ears. That's what you have received in your own heart. See, you can testify about. You can say, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. I may not know exactly where that scripture is at, but I know what you just said is not right. See, it don't take a whole lot of years to figure that out when you're being taught in error. And I'm going to tell you what, some of you all it's, that's just been here a short amount of time, you got more word in you than, than folks that's been in some places a long time. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All right. His word says in verse eight, wherein he hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and in uh, prudence, having made known unto us the will, the mystery, the mystery. See, I talk to you about things that are mysterious. I give you understanding about things that you don't hear from other folks. Amen. Amen. I open things up to you. It's already coming back to me. People teaching other things. And it gets in a conflict in the mind and you come back and you ask me questions. Well, what about this? Somebody told me this and they told me that. And they told me the other. Well, let's go back to the word. Let's go back to the source. Amen. So that we might know. See, that's what the love of Christ does in you. It keeps you. Amen. When you need to be doing things that are right. Or excuse me. When, yes, when you need to be doing things that are right. And you're about to do things that are wrong. The word of God, the love of Christ will come in and it'll keep you. It'll say, stop, restrain, think yourself through with this. You don't quite know all the answers yet. Maybe you better wait a while. See, patience will have her perfect work. See, if you had a few trials, you got you got just enough patience now to wait. You put the brakes on. You say, well, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait and see what the end's going to be. Amen? All right. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Amen? See, he wants to bring the whole family together that's in heaven and in earth. Amen? Amen. Same thing he talked about over in Ephesians uh, 3.15. Okay. Same thing. In the dispensation of the fullness of time. In other words, as time goes on. Amen. He's going to gather together all of these fragmented lessons that you're getting in you. 
and he's going to make one new man out of you as a result of the lessons that you are getting. And you know what? One of these days you're going to be changed and transformed. So you're going to say to some of your friends, you know, or you may just say it to yourself. I'm tired of y'all. I am tired of listening to y'all. You know what? You all are not doing me any good. You know, I finally realized that what the pastor is saying is true. See, that's Christ being formed in you. I don't need to be going, hanging out with you all. I don't need to be doing what you all are doing. See, that's what happens when Christ is formed in you. You start withdrawing from those things. And you'll say to yourself, I never thought I would stop partying like that. I always thought I would keep on doing that. And I still go to church. But see... In the dispensation of the fullness of time, he'll gather together in one all things in Christ. He's going to gather you in love and you're going to realize that Christ loves you more than you really love yourself. Amen. He's going to bring us together. He's going to bind us together. Amen. Hallelujah. See, over over in. Uh, uh, Colossians 1, 16. You could, you could turn there if you like. Amen. He says, we, we, we just looked at it before. Amen. In 1 John 1, 16. Colossians, let me see. Let me make sure I'm correct. That's what I want. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me see. All right. He says, for by him were all things created, amen, amen. amen, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. There you are. When you find yourself in love with him, you know that he created all things. You were created for him and by him. Amen. Amen. He created you for purpose. Amen. That he could love you. That you could exemplify the love of Christ. Amen. Now, let's go to John chapter 17. Amen. See, you have to understand what Christ did for us. This is so important to understand what, what he did for us. Amen. And how he did what he did. Let's look at verses 1, 2, and 3. Let's read them together. These words spake Jesus, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. See what he did? He gave power. He gave you power over your flesh so that he could give to you eternal life. Amen. That's what Christ did for you. He loved you so much. Now, this is what Jesus spake to the father in verse one when he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said, Father, father the hour has come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. See, God wants to glorify you. So that you will glorify him here in the earth. Amen? Amen. 
Same thing he did for Jesus, who is your life, who is in you, he wants to do with you. He's going, he wants to take you through the same process that he took his first begotten son through. He wants to take you through the exact same process. Amen? Amen. He had given him power over all flesh. That's why you can't keep on sinning. That he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. So every one that we have given to, to, to the Lord by confessing with our mouths, he says, I've given you what you need, eternal life. Amen? That's his love. That's what love is, that he can give you eternal life. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2. Back in the gospel, in the epistles. Amen. 1 John. Amen. Chapter 2. Let's go down to verse 15. 1 John. The word of God says, love not the world. Let's back up. Let's read it together. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. See there? Oh, boy. Now, that, 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 that drives, that begins to drive a wedge sometimes in people because they love so much that's in the world they don't know whether they want to give up the world for the love of the Lord. But see, if you receive him, he will give you the power to become. But see, you got to know what you are going to become. You're going to become more like him. And when you become more like him, you can receive everything that he received from the father. Amen. Amen. Your, your blessings become limitless. There are no limits on them. Now let's read that one more time. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Amen? Amen. See what's not in you when you start loving on the world? When you'd rather be out in the world doing what the world does rather than being in church and loving the Lord. Amen? This is for all of these in-between believers that like to straddle the fence. The Lord's word makes it plain. He says, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Well, look what he says in verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world amen? amen now let me clarify that for you help you see it a little bit better for all that is in the world these are the things that are in the world the lust of the flesh lusting after other people ooh I ooh I ooh I want that Ooh, That's what I'm talking about. Everything you see. When you're after the flesh. And the lust of the eyes. You can't keep your eyes off of anything. Oh, I want that. See, I'm going to show you what you do. What, what, what errors we make. See, when we let our children be programmed by television. The television trains children.
to lust with their eyes. You know what they start with? Saturday morning cartoons, cereal, toys of all various kinds that's geared towards them. It's designed to get their attention, to make their eyes lust after. And the first thing they do is, Mama, I want that, don't they? Where do you think they get it from? They're being trained. That's what happens to them. See, we have to take control of our own home environment to control what our children consume. See, that's what's so good about our VBS, our Vacation Bible School. See, we don't have to worry about them sitting around watching cartoons. See, they're engaging with each other. They're having social interaction with each other. They're learning more and more about God. They're being fed the word of God. They're having fun. There ain't no perverted folks trying to misuse them or anything else. We got men and women of God around here keeping an eye over them. That's what's important. You got to bring that into your home also. You got to shut off that radio station with that boom 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 trying to deafen your kids while you riding down the street you need to turn on some gospel music you need to turn off some of that Saturday morning mess and begin to teach your children our children some different things that's why we're we're so destructive see that's why we want to do drive-by these people are, the, are just totally foolish. They're totally lost. They're lost in the world. That's why they'll do it. Think nothing of it. The, the Satan has total control over them. We don't want our children to be caught up in that. We have to stop that. We have to fight that battle. Amen. Amen. And the last one here is the pride of life. Amen. <laughs> Don't be so full of pride in everything you do that nobody can tell you anything. Amen. Nobody can give you good direction. You so full of pride, you know everything. You know how to do it. I don't need to listen to you. Amen. You better listen to good godly counsel. Now, I, you know what? Parents need to learn how to get under good godly counsel so they can teach their children, so they can be good examples for their children. Because guess what? Your children will know the difference. Amen? Just like I was training these children here. Love God first, obey God first. Then your parents. Because when you obey God, you're going to obey your parents automatically. Amen? All right. While we're there in 1 John, let's go over to chapter 3. Let's look at ourselves. Let's look at ourselves. First John chapter three and verse one. Let's read that one together. The word says, behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Amen. What did that just tell us? That God has bestowed on us his love. He calls us his sons. You know what it means when he calls us his sons? It's just like calling you Jesus. Because that's who his son is. That's who you represent. Brother opened up with Psalms 82. It told you that we are gods. Small g-o-d-s's. 
say equivalent here. You are called the sons of God. Now, because you're called a son of God, because you're starting to attend church on a regular basis, because you're beginning to learn the word, what does the end of the paragraph say? Everybody read it together. One more time. Amen. So the world begins to forget about you. <laughs> they don't know you anymore. Man, you ain't the same, brother. You know, you used to lead the band. You, man, you ain't even the same no more. That's why they'll distance themselves enough from you. You may even, you say, well, I got an engagement or two I still may go do. But you know what? It won't be the same. Because the world will distance itself from you. Say, we ain't got the same rhythm, man. It's something missing. It's just not there anymore. Amen? Amen. Amen. I, I, ain't, I ain't picking on you, brother. I'm just using the illustration. See, therefore, see, when God bestows his love on you, you begin to act just like his son, Christ. That's what you begin to act like when he bestows his love on you. Now, the word we just read that you, you should be able to comprehend with all the saints, the, 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 uh, the breath, the length, the depths and the heights of it, because it's big. Amen. That's what happens. See, it gets so big, you don't see it. <laughs> it's almost like you being in a box. And you haven't noticed that you've been put in this box. But as soon as you come up to the world, I don't like you. I don't know what your problem is. Why you acting the way you act? You know, you've been acting funny anyway. You don't even talk to me the same way you used to talk to me on the phone. See, those kind of things will come up because they won't see it. But they'll know something is there that's not, that was not there before. Amen? The love of Christ. Amen. 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 You'll, you'll begin to notice it too. See, as you begin to look at this word, you'll see it in yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to John chapter 15 and verse 18. Amen. Go through when the Lord begins to love you. Huh? Do, do you know what you're going to go through when the Lord starts loving on you? Amen. You, you, anybody, any of y'all sing that, you know that song that sister be singing? I want to be more like you. I want to be more like Jesus. Amen. You, you all heard it before, haven't you? Amen. Some of you. Well, guess what? Guess what's going to happen when you get to be more like him? Let's look at verse 18. No, let's look at 17 first. No, let's look at 16. Hallelujah. Amen. 1516, the Gospel of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Look what the Lord says. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you should ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Boy, now he just told us that starting out, didn't he? He said, boy, when you ask, he said, I will exceed abundantly above all that you can ask or think. But it's according to the power that worketh in you. Look at verse 17 says, 
These things I command you. That if you love one another. See when you start loving on each other. Saints he's talking about. Amen. Hmm? These things I command you. That you love one another. See he gives us a command to love. Amen. With the love of Christ. Look at verse 18. Jesus said now. If the world hate you. Amen. If your old friends. Amen. And relations. Get tired of you. And the way you changing. You think you so. Amen. If the world hate you. You know that it hated me. Before it hated you. Amen. Because guess who they see. When they start hating. Christ in you. The hope of glory. That's what they're looking on. That's why you have to know. I'm giving you the knowledge here tonight. So you know when they start hating on you. Jesus said now if they hated you. You know that they hate me. Because <laughs> we're supposed to love. All the time. That's our sign. See we can't go around hating on each other. You know like the world said. Don't be a hater. Amen. That's what that's, we're not supposed to be about. Not hating. We're supposed to love one another because we have the love of Christ now when we exercise that when we practice that no matter what your what what your brother or sister in Christ has done if they made an error if they made a mistake okay you still supposed to love them first you have to love them first amen you have to love them first Jesus again said if the world hates you you know that it hated me before it hates you now look what he says in verse 19. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. <laughs> See, if you are of the world anymore, they'll love you. Mm-hmm. Yep. See there? But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. This is why you run into so much trouble because... Anybody that is around you that is of the world, guess what they'll do? They'll try your love. They'll test your love. They'll be angered and hate you because of your love. Amen? Because love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and it will not fail you. Amen? Because it is God's love. Amen? Amen. Look what he says. In verse 20, remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. Amen. See what the word says? If you keep his word, amen. If you keep it in you. Amen. All right. If you are of the world, the world is going to love you. All right. <laughs> Let's go to 1 John 3, and we're going to wrap up here in 1 John. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 John 3, let's go down to verse 11. Back to the, the epistle. 1 John. Amen. Not the gospel. Amen. 1 John chapter 3, 
Let's go to verse 11. Now remember, I already talked to you earlier about this. Look what the word says. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. That's everything you hear from Christ. That's all he talks about is how we ought to love one another. Look at verse 14. Look, here's a, here's a proof. Okay, everybody there, let's read this one together. Amen. 1 John 3, 14. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. <laughs> he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Amen. See, here's how you know you have the love of Christ in you. You know that you have passed from death unto life, the life that is in Christ, because you love your brother. Amen? Amen. He that loveth not his brother, you still abide in death. Amen? It still means you got something in you that's not born again yet. You are still dead. Amen? All right, verse 16, let's go down there. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. See there? Amen. Read that one again out loud, everybody. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Amen. You ought to lay down your life for the brethren because Jesus Christ laid down his life for you. When you're going through a struggle and you don't want to keep going through it, you still got to lay down your life. You still got to love that person. Amen. Because it's really not for you. It's for the Lord. It's for the sake of the Lord. Amen. It's for the sake of him. It's not really for your sake. Amen. When you perceive the love of God, when you know you have his love because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. He didn't say the world. He said your brother and sister in Christ. That's what he's talking about, your brother. Let's look at verse 17. But whoso hath this world's good Seeth his brother have need, shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? If you see a brother or sister in need, you know they're in need, and you shut up your giving. Amen? Amen. You shut up your giving. You stop giving so that their needs can't be met. How can you say that the love of God is in you? It's not. When you have, see, when you trust God, whatever measure that you have, you give so that God's work can go forward. See, folks will teach you, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to always give. Amen. You don't, you don't, you don't always have to tithe. You don't have to give no offerings. Well, amen. The word says you're not supposed to shut up your bowels of compassion. Amen? Amen. How dwelleth the love of God in you if you do? Because see, what you don't what you don't understand is this. What we bring here 
when people come to me and ask me for help, I help them. You all don't know what I do. You don't know whose groceries I've bought. You don't know the things that I've done for people whose bills have not been paid. You may not even think we do that, but we do because people ask. And if this ministry has, I cannot shut up my bowels of compassion and say, no, I can't. I have to trust God. Even when I'm not sure whether at the end of the month I'll be able to pay all of our bills. I'll still say, I'm going to trust you, God. I'll put him to the limit. I said, you put us here. This is your house. Now you got to feel through all of you. You got to prove. Amen. Through the hearts of your people that you're true. Amen. It comes through you. It comes through you. Amen. It, see, it comes down from heaven to us, through us. Amen? Amen? And then we give, not grudgingly nor sparingly, because he loves a cheerful giver. And we always have need when it comes to feeding these children. See, we're not the richest ministry in the world. No, we're not. I stretch, boy, Brother John say, Pastor, you sure know how to make an eagle grin. <laughs> he said, you can, boy, you say you sure, you say you sure can be cheap sometimes. But you know what? I try not to compromise when it comes to the things that we need to do the work for God. Amen? But I, you know what? I've noticed a change in you all. Some of you all been slacking up. Amen? So I'm just reminding you now, don't shut up your bowels of compassion. Like I said, sometimes you get distracted. You get to doing, you get to doing good things and you think, all right, that replaces me uh, uh, giving to the ministry. No, it doesn't. You still got to give. And you know what? When you give beyond your measure, remember the, the woman in the Bible who only had two mites? That was all she had. That was all she had. She didn't know where her next was coming from. All she had was the two mites. Amen? Can you imagine? Okay, this isn't two mites, but this is your last. <laughs> this is your very last. You don't have anything else to live on. And you say, well, Lord, I'm trusting you. See, you all haven't got there yet. You, you're getting there, but you have not got there yet. I'm the pastor. I got to get you there. Because you got to see way beyond. You got to see this vision. See, you got to know that what we're doing here for your children and with your children. Amen. Amen. You can't do it yourself. We have to have bowels of compassion. We have to make it happen. Amen. People give. People cook the food and run to the stores and come in here. That's all of what we do. To make it happen. So that your blessings will exceed abundantly. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. I'm not trying to fool you or trick you out of anything. I'm trying to get you to learn how to give in measures that you've never given before. Because the love of Christ is in you. When you say, but, but pastor, but pastor. Amen. Amen. 
<laughs> I remember that testimony that young Sister Hayes there gave, said, we was about out of it. And we gave, and the brother went to the mailbox. <laughs> huh? A couple thousand dollars there. They wasn't even expected. Amen? Amen? See, you don't know, but you got to trust God. You got to learn how to trust God. I'm talking about everybody in here and those who are not here who's listening to this tape or CD. You've got to learn how to stretch yourself when it comes to the things of God. Amen? Just like the pastor has to. Amen. When, when all the bills got to be paid. Boy, I, I, I'd stretch that checkbook sometime. I, I'd be in there praying. Y'all don't know. Oh, Lord, you better fill it up. Because <laughs> this is your house. Amen. All right. First John 3. Let's go down to verse 23. Amen. Amen. His word says, and this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Amen. Amen. That's going to be our word for tonight. I thank you all for your time and for your attention and listening to this word. Amen.